today I want to talk about the importance of community. Now it's something that I've always understood at some level, but it's certainly become a lot deeper more recently. Yeah, the Building Better Humans Project Podcast. Welcome. Be motivated and be inspired. Let's go. Good morning, team. Glenn Azar here. Welcome you back to the Building Better Humans Project Podcast. Now, I've always had a base understanding of the importance of community in the sense that when I was in the military, of course, teamwork, i.e. community, but back then it was teamwork, was something that we lived or died by quite literally. You really had to understand that there was no mission achievable on our own. We're all a piece in a much bigger puzzle and sometimes we, we knew what that puzzle was and sometimes we just knew the pieces around us and what we had to fulfil. And so it was really important to us. But like anyone, particularly when I was younger, I've been through phases where I thought I was the lone wolf. I thought it was either me against the world or I didn't need other people. I'm the man. You know, you have that kind of, let's say self-confidence, but maybe we call it arrogance. And I think we've possibly all been through that I don't need other people. I don't need your approval. I don't need this. I don't need that. And we think we're the lone wolf. As I've gotten older, I've come to understand that that's not true that we are a community-based animal and we all need community. If we really want to achieve things, when we become a lone wolf, obviously it puts us in a situation where if we don't have the skill set, the knowledge, the background to achieve something, the limitation is we have to go and find that. And we can only find that through other people. Whereas when we have a community, we can obviously achieve a lot more together. Now, how is that relevant to me right now? Well, a couple of weeks ago, You may recall I did a podcast about a personal development app that I want to design. And when I say myself, it's it's my idea, but it's my team as well have bought into this for young people, for 14 to 21-year-olds. So I don't want to finish when you leave school, like at 18, you finish year 12. Sorry, mate, we can't help you anymore. I don't want it to be like that, which is currently how a lot of our programs have to run because we're employed by schools. And so then when school, you leave school, you're not their concern anymore. Year 13 as I discussed at the time, doesn't matter to the school, which is that year outside of of year 12. So I did a podcast around that and I talked about how you can become involved, how I, in fact, I want you to become involved, how the goal is to raise $200,000, which is the cost of the app, so that we can build this app. Now I can chase funding through businesses and organisations. I've got people interested already in getting involved, but I actually wanted community involvement. I wanted buy-in and Whilst I would love to get $200,000 off one person, I would also love to get $1 off 200,000 people and have 200,000 people having bought into the idea. Maybe we raise more than that. Who knows? Because ultimately, this app becomes a self-feeding animal where we charge for it, but we don't charge a lot. And it funding, uh, wasn't going to say profits, profits. So when profits come into that, We use that then to reinvest into us running school programs, sporting programs, um, taking young people, 14 to 21-year-olds away on adventures that they potentially could not afford themselves um, and if they can afford only a piece of it and so on. So that's the idea and the goal is not to chase government funding per se. And one thing I know about things like government funding, you almost have to prove you don't need it in order for you to get it. It's like a bank loan. You know, you have to prove to the bank you don't need this and then we'll give it to you. But then the point is, I don't need it anymore. So anyway, the point about community is this. I had an overwhelming response to that podcast episode. Now, I'm going to do a lot more content around how you can be involved in this 
video content, GoFundMes, all of that. But the podcast was literally just about a start point. It was just about throwing some information out there to you guys, the people that are most connected to me at this point in time, and just letting you know what was on the horizon. And we had an overwhelming response from individuals and people reaching out, parents, etc. But I had a couple that really stood out to me. I had Lisa from up on uh, up in the uh, central Queensland, Banana Shire, who I'm connecting with this week. And Lisa's doing some fantastic work already using exercise to teach good mental health strategies to young people in schools. She fundraises in order to be able to go and do that, which I think is amazing. She's got a a pretty tough story, which I won't mention on air here, but maybe one day we can do a podcast on. But she reached out to me about wanting to get involved and wanting to fundraise and wanting to help us with this thing. Uh, Angela and her husband in New South Wales, who are involved in New South Wales Junior Rugby League, they hold official positions uh, in a club there and talking about the problems that they see and they're from a, a tough area or lower socioeconomic for some of those young people anyway and so the challenges for how these people improve a lot of people go well it's up to the parents but the truth is a lot of the parents in those situations and remembering I grew up in those situations a lot of the parents in those situations don't have the capacity the, the means the financial means the the educational academic means when you're just trying to survive the last thing on your mind is personal development for yourself for young people for anyone the last thing on your mind is a positive mindset or making positive change because you're literally in survival mode and this is one of the many problems that we hope to solve or to at least be able to add our voice to with the app and so Anne's reached out to me and, and her and her husband are doing a program with me at the moment, so we've not met, but I'm sure we're going to have a conversation very soon um, about how we can actively get involved. And she asked some really interesting questions, which I might do a separate podcast on, just about how you can make impact with young people, with all of the stuff that they've got going on and, and the lack of support that they may have, but how do you do your bit? And I think there's a whole podcast we can do on that, and I might even bring in Morgan and Digi and Matthias and my team to talk about that. Um, Brett from the Darling Downs, who is a, a friend, is someone that is a very successful businessman who has done Kokoda and Everest Base Camp with me some years ago now, like 10 or so years ago. But, you know, we've always stayed loosely connected as in every now and then, you know, we'll just hear from each other. Hadn't spoken to, to Brett in years and he was the first person to reach out and say, hey, I've got no doubt you're going to pull this off and, and we want to get involved. So I guess my point is this is a shout out and a thank you to say, our community, which is what we've tried to create through this podcast, through Project 180, Adventure Professionals, all of my my platforms, which all come together under the Building Better Humans Project banner, that community is stepping up. They're not just stepping up saying, hey, great idea. They're stepping up and saying, we want to get involved. We want to actively fundraise. Angela's offered to fundraise. Lisa's offered to fundraise. Brett's offering for his business to get involved. Like, this is phenomenal. $200,000 Whilst on the surface sounds like a lot of money, I don't believe it is. I believe if there's enough people, you know, as I say, many hands make light work. If there's enough people involved, it's actually not that big an amount of money. And the impact that we potentially make when we get this right is going to be huge, absolutely mammoth. And what I love is that even if you put in a dollar or 10 bucks or you've got a business that puts in a thousand bucks or you fundraise $10,000, every dollar is attached to a benefit. You, you've done something. That dollar has got so much value, you're going to see an end product that you were involved in. So yeah, it's my idea, but I don't have the 
capacity to build this on my own, particularly with my adventure business still being shut after two years, I don't have that capacity right now. And so getting people actively involved, and here's the thing, people who are at the coalface, people solving the problem, coaches, teachers, um, parents, you know, literally people at the coalface with our next generation are the ones that are seeing a problem and now they're seeing the opportunity to provide a solution. And that's, that's pretty cool. Like together, we're going to create something. One day, I hope to see this app and this the Building Better Humans project, uh, which we will set up a charitable arm at some point. You know, again, that costs money. We're not quite there yet. But once we get all of this out and about over the next five and 10 years, I want to see it in every school, in every sporting club, from grassroots level right through, so that we're helping young people avoid the problems that we see as an example in adult NRL players or, you know, and that's not to, to obviously to blanket them all, but you know what I'm saying? We see that out there and these are our role models. What if we could build this model from the ground up, from, from the juniors right through to the top guys, all representing the personal standards that we want our society and our, and our people that we look up to to be holding? And it's going to make it a lot easier. Yeah, young people are still going to come from tough socioeconomic backgrounds. They're going to have tough stuff going on, you know, alcoholism and drugs and violence that they're surrounded by, homelessness, etc. Of course they're going to have that. But if we can be a part of that solution, see, I don't think you can rely on the government to do this. I don't think you can rely on schools, etc., who are funded by the government to do this. And this is not to bag any of them out. When they want to come on board, I'll be there and ready for them. But I think you have to prove yourself first. And I think at a grassroots level, if we as a society decide we're going to take an action on this, eventually we'll become so big and so strong and so good that they cannot ignore us. That they go, whatever this thing is, we see it now and it is working. And everything else that we've tried hasn't worked quite as well. That's what I envisage. Be so good, they can't ignore you. That's that Cal Newport concept. And it makes sense to me. And what I love is I did one podcast on this and our community stepped up hugely. We're going to have so much impact, be able to help so many people when we get this right. I've just sat down with Sammy Thompson last week who runs a business here in Brisbane called The Story House. He's a videographer He's a preacher and he's an all-round legend. This, this young man's under 30 and he's just one of the most amazing humans that I've met. And I met him through Jay Nix, through Jade Nicarima, and he's just an incredible, incredible human. And we've started putting content down, really good video content. Well, I hope it's really good. Um, it's me in front of the camera. It's him doing the magic behind the scenes so that we can start to give you, when we release this on the 1st of January, we can start to take you on a journey, take you on a story. And we're going to work out how your name can be attached to this forever going forward. Every single person, every single business, every dollar that gets raised, we want to put you somewhere on a wall of fame to say, these are the people that made this happen. Now, obviously, that's going to be a virtual wall, like a website, but one day I hope to have a page somewhere that, you know, in 10 years' time, when this thing is huge, when it's making a massive impact, when the next generation are coming through and are mentoring the generation behind them, and we can always look back and go, this is where it started. These are the people that got off their backsides and solved a problem. 
they, they saw a solution that they could be a part of and they solved a problem. It's pretty powerful. So I'm a bit fired up on a Monday morning and I thought I might share that with you. Not, not meant to be inspirational, motivational. There's no real takeaway message for you other than the importance of community. But I just wanted to share with you how much I appreciate your energy, your effort, your reaching out and your wanting to be involved in something that I am very excited about. And I'm more excited about it now because of the response that we've had. You've showed me what we can do. You've proven to me that what I had wasn't just a dream. Other people can see it as well. And that's pretty powerful. So this, above anything else, is just a thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Building Better Humans podcast with your host, Glenn Azar. For feedback, to stay up to date, or go back and find an old episode, head over to 180.net.au. Yeah, the Building Better Humans Project Podcast. Let's go.